The EduTech guys present a conversation recorded from our live coverage of the AESA conference in Colorado Springs, Colorado in 2018. Enjoy the program. All right, well, good morning. Uh, my name is Brenda Folks, and I am from Wisconsin. Um, I am the director of the Institute for Personalized Learning, which is a uh, division of um, CISA 1 in Wisconsin. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. So what are you doing here? What drug you all the way to terrible, beautiful Colorado for this, <laughs> yeah. this three days? <laughs> it is quite gorgeous if you've never been here. Yeah, it's, it's definitely beautiful. a bucket list item. Yeah. Um, I'm actually here, again, representing the Institute for Personalized Learning, mm -hmm. a part of CISA 1. And um, we do professional development, and really our ultimate goal is to uh, carry forward learner-centered education across the United States and even greater internationally. So I'm here to talk a little bit about our model that we use to scale forward personalized learning, mm -hmm. and then um, just share and connect with people around around the country. That's really so. Awesome. Okay, so let's talk yeah. specifically about that a little bit. Sure. When you're talking about personalized learning, uh, you know, everybody has kind of their own vision of what that means or their interpretation of what that means. So for you guys, and for you as you're presenting this, and and I'm assuming this is a service that that uh, your CISA provides to other organizations. So as you are talking with those organizations, what does that look like for you? Right. Great question. Um, and you're right. There are about 10,000 different right. definitions around right. the terms personalized learning. Um, at the core and the foundation of what we talk about is learner-centered education. So um, how do you get to know your learner? How do you understand their background, their culture, their who they are, what they're bringing to the table as a learner? And then how do we as educators cater their um, daily instruction and conversation to who they are as a learner? So um, big picture, our whole goal is learner agency and the learner to be able to say, here's what I know and believe about myself and here's how I want to learn in um, a greater greater world and society so did I answer it? no you did and yeah and what's really interesting <laughs> about that is is that it, it's taken us so long to grasp that concept mm -hmm. you know isn't it interesting that why didn't we ever you know it's always been a sage on the stage for education for so long and you're just going to get what I give you so do you think this creates more work for the teachers maybe on the front end but then as it catches on, then it's actually easier on the teachers? Yeah, absolutely. Great question. Um, so I would say there's two kind of two pieces of what you just talked about. And the first piece is, you know, I think originally, and when we talk about, you know, traditional education, right, um, we, we talk a lot as an organization around the fact that we just currently have a design system to issue. And so the way education was designed for its purpose when we needed, you know, factory employees and some of this factory employees to go out into the world, mm -hmm. we had a factory system of education. So that made sense at the time. So the educational system that we went through, you, I, and our parents, and my brothers and everyone else went through, made sense at the time. Now, as we're looking forward to jobs that we can't define, a future that we have no idea what it looks like, it's no longer okay, right? And so it's not that the old system is bad, it's that the new system has to be developed in order for us to stay competitive in our society. Sure. Um, so that's kind of the first part of it. And I forgot the second part of your question. Oh, make it easier on teachers. Oh, make it easier on teachers. So, so my background and experiences, I've been an elementary building principal, and then I was in a district, um, a district secondary teaching and learning position. So what I've experienced along the way is that, yes, it's a lot more work in the beginning, um, but building those relationships, the core component of this work, I mean, at the end of the day, the secret that I'll let everybody in on <laughs> is that it's really about the kid and sitting in front of you. So once you get to know your learner, it 
it actually makes everything easier. So now you're no longer fighting a system of, oh, this kid isn't turning in homework, I'm grading it three times. You're having this constant conversation, you're providing feedback along the way. So it's never a surprise, mm -hmm. and um, the learner is fully engaged as well. Mm -hmm. A big piece of this, like I mentioned, a learner agency, is that we're turning over some of the ownership of this to the learner as well. So it's less responsibility on I teacher own everything, but more responsibility on our learner so that our learner can then say, you know what, here's what I now know that I need to advocate for for myself in order to advance my own personal education. Right. Well, so, and I want to talk a little bit more about that. The, the, the aspect of here as a learner, here's what I know. Uh, what are the what are the mechanics, for lack of a better word, in place that, you know, if, if I'm a student, and frankly, I'm thinking about if I were a student today, you know, I, I don't know what I know. I don't know what yeah. I want to be when I grow up. Okay, I still don't know the answer to that question. But, you know, but, you know it's one of those things where, um, you know, so are, are there, I don't know, are there like assessments or programs or, or how does a student figure out, hey, this is where I, this is where I am and I didn't even realize I was good at being X. And now I see, hey, actually maybe, maybe programming is where I want to go and I never thought twice about that or whatever, you know, whatever it happens to be. So can you talk a little bit about how, how does a student figure, yeah. excuse me, figure out what it is they know, don't know, want to know? Yeah. That type of thing. Great question as well. So at the core of our model, we call it the honeycomb model. At the core of our model, one of the things that we have is a learner profile. So the learner profile really helps not only the learner, but the educator also understand who it is that's sitting in front of them, like I talked about earlier. One of those pieces is for the learner really to do some self-exploration. Mm -hmm. So, you know, big picture, what am I good at? What am I not so good at that I need to spend some more time with? Sure. Um, you know, I, I have an eight-year-old and an 11-year-old child. So I'll give you a story about my eight-year-old. So my eight eight-year-old is in a program in Kettle Moraine Explorer. It's a school within a school in, in Wisconsin. And um, he's currently working on magnets and motors. Okay, so he came home and he's like, Mom, and he's talking about magnets and motors and all of this. And I'm like, I didn't even know you had any interest in magnets and motors at all. Right. And he's like, stops and he kind of looks at me. He's like, well, I didn't either. But now <laughs> right. he's super engaged and excited yeah. about it. Yeah. And it's the way that his teacher is using to teach some of their science facts. They're actually doing measurement and some math in mm -hmm. pieces integrated. And then they're writing. So they're using literacy through through this sure. component. And so he took his, he has some of that slime. Oh, I'm going to forget the name of it right now. I have 10,000 containers of it at home. But some slime that actually has magnet, it's magnetized. in it. Uh -huh. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So he took that back to school. We had to stop at Home Depot and pick up 15,000 different kinds of magnets, took this all back to school, and he's like, Mom, I have the best presentation today. And I said, well, what were you presenting? He goes, well, I was really talking about magnets. But really what ended up happening, and then he went into this long conversation about math, and oh, and then Mrs. Shaver, his teacher, had him um, show a couple other things. I mean, like, just a really great story about... They don't even know, like right. you said, but right. in the process and with the right um, the right prompts and the right educational pieces, uh -huh. the teacher helps lead them in directions that they may never go. Now, as you progress through the system, right, the older you get, the more that that has to kind of get a little fleshed out because sure. the reality is we do have some um, foundational pieces of knowledge that our learners need to know as they go through the system. Mm -hmm. Sure. Right? So the best part is that you're able to help them explore areas that they may not normally explore mm -hmm. and in different ways. So I think about when I was teaching, like the, the child who would sit in the back and would never raise their hand and, um, you know, sometimes would have their head down or, you know, would turn things in, but just kind of 
never really was a part of the conversation. Right, right. Now it's an opportunity to be a part of a ton of the conversation and really give back in a different way that they were never able to eat before either. Yeah. So, so for some of the professional development that you guys offer to teachers to get them, frankly, up to speed in this way of thinking, are, are those some of the things that you help the teachers with? You know, if I'm a traditional teacher, uh, that probably just scared the, the tar out of me. I mean, right. you know? Yeah. So we have a couple of different pieces of the work we do. So we do um, something that we call ISC, which is Institute Studies Cohort Series. And that really is teacher professional development around these four core components of, or four areas of our model that we use. Again, the honeycomb model, we call it, but yeah. it's a model. Mm-hmm. Um, and what, what we do is we really spend some time on the what and the why. So what are we really looking for and why? Why would we do this? Why does it matter? Right. Similar to your earlier question about education and the changing, right? Right. And then when we dig into the how, it's really practitioners that are in the room that are able to say, here's what I'm doing. Here's what I tried. Here's what that looks like. And then myself and or professional development specialists are able to say, here's what I've seen yeah. and provide stories and explanations around it. Um, and you're 100% right. I think there's a lot of feedback And I think one of the biggest missteps that people take is that they tell teachers, oh, we now need to personalize learning. And that initially means that everything you've been doing was bad. And that's not true at all. Like we know for a long time, people have been doing differentiation and some individualization in the classroom. Um, But this also is not a tech movement. Not that technology is not important. It's very important. But it's not only about giving a learner a Chromebook and having them in a corner. Yes, exactly. Technology is is integrated in the work um, and it's it's like paper and pencil when it's time for paper and pencil you pull out a paper and pencil right, when right. it's time for seesaw or some of the other programs that are out there you pull out your chromebook and that's what you're doing exactly um, i had more to say there but, oh so that's our institute cohort study season, and that's teacher focused mm-hmm. so we also offer what we call a leadership design academy which is really around um administrator level like planning forward so oh, how yeah. do you you know, as teams come together and talk about what are we going to do for our district at big picture scalability. And then we do a ton of customized work. So people call us and say, hey, can you come talk to our community? Can you come talk to whoever about this changing landscape? And we, right. we're, our, our ultimate goal, again, is to, to take personalized learning and make it um, an opportunity for every learner across the United States and greater. Sure. And so however we can help scale that work is what we do. Yeah, that's cool. that is awesome. Yeah. So I had, I had one more statement question. So, you know, this leads to more vocational is what it does. Mm-hmm. And that's a great thing. And, and it's funny, we think of vocational as, well, magnets and motors, is someone's going to go and replace all these big magnets and motors, and which then in our part of the country, that's a big deal, a lot of factories. So that's a lot of work there, good work. You know, but that leads to the fact that we're going to teach kids that they don't have to go to the traditional college anymore. They can take these courses and get certified and, and make a lot more money than some of us that yeah. get to college. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And that's so that you know the next step to me is the parents is convincing them that this is a good thing that you know just sitting in a classroom doing worksheets is that's the way you did it. Have you seen any pushback from that? Absolutely. Um, In fact, I I don't know a district that hasn't at some point in the process of doing this work run into that as their pushback, right? And and it goes back to our earlier conversation about um, just because that's the way they learned doesn't mean that that's wrong. Uh It just means that now 
education has to look different based off of what we're preparing our learners for in the future. Yeah. And so, you know, a lot of times, like, if I can sit down and have a one-on-one conversation with a parent and mm-hmm. really talk about what is the core components of the work we're trying to do, then I've not ever had a parent walk away and go, oh, I don't want you to customize learning for my child. <laughs> right. I don't want you to meet them. I mean, like, that's crazy, right? Yeah, right. But exactly. um, you can't do that. Like, yeah. you don't have that kind of time. So I think the biggest part of this work is educating people outside of education right. around why it matters. Right. And I know there are a lot of major organizations right now out there, Education Reimagine, Knowledge Works, that are doing some really great things to help with that. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, we have a ton of community-focused conversations, and every one of them, people come in very edgy. Yeah. And we always try to have people leave not so edgy in the yeah. end. Right. But, yes. Yeah. Right. That's really interesting. I, w- I wonder if it's middle class that would actually have a, a harder time at grasping this because, you know, that's how I grew up. And it was like, you got to go to college. you got to go to college. Right. Whereas working class people go, hey, well, this is awesome. You know, my kid's going to get a job in 19 or 20 instead of me paying out this money or them working to go through school that, yeah. you know, we're going to get this taken care of. That's really cool. It's really cool. So um, if folks want to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to do that? Twitter, Great email. question. Yeah. Sure. Um, <laughs> yep. I'm on Twitter. Uh, my Twitter handle is at teach I N B. Okay. Um, we also are at um, Institute, the number four PL. I think that's our Twitter handle. Oh gosh, <laughs> I can look it up. Um, we'll find it. it yeah. Um, we have a website, Institute for Personalized Learning through okay. CISA One. Um, uh, yeah. Awesome. Now, now, now. <laughs> Yes. Before you get away, though, you sure. are actually presenting a session here at AESA. We so are, let's right. get that out there. Let's share sure. what's the session called, where is it, when is it, what's it about. Not just just kind of the teaser. What are people going to get? Okay, so um, I'm doing one of the six and sixties oh, on yeah. Friday. So it's a ten minute session. And it'll be um, just a little bit, a little bit overview, kind of what we talked about today. Like, why, why are we doing this work, and why does it make sense for everybody in the future? Yeah. And then um, we're really going to talk about our model a little bit, and then this concept that we talk about, which is a powerful learner. So really, at the end of the day, we're trying to build a powerful learner, and power stands for um, purpose, ownership, wonder, efficacy, and responsibility. So how do we create those things within our learners yeah. as we move forward? Yeah, that's so, cool. And you're going to do all that in ten minutes. And I'm gonna, I, you know, I can talk really fast. <laughs> we have some great handouts too, some great takeaways. So if people can make it, there'll they'll be an opportunity. Otherwise, I'd love the reach outs on wherever. So yeah. thank you for your that time. That is awesome. Yeah, thank you, you so time? much. You've been listening to a recorded conversation from our live coverage of AESA 2018 in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Remember to visit us on the web at www.edutechguys.com.